I'm Kelly Cervantes, and this is Seizing Life, a weekly podcast produced by Citizens United for Research in Epilepsy, CURE. Dr. Laura Lubbers has a PhD in neuroscience from the University of Illinois. For the past two years, she has been the chief scientific officer for CURE. During that time, Dr. Lubbers has guided CURE's research strategy, pushing science closer to a cure. Epilepsy also has a meaningful impact on her family. Her sister Ellen was born with tuberous sclerosis complex, TSC, after 50 years of countless anti-epileptic drugs and a dangled nerve stimulator, Ellen is still regularly affected by seizures. That is why Dr. Lubbers leverages her 20 years of experience focusing on research projects to counter the effects of stroke, ALS, Alzheimer's disease, and Parkinson's disease to finding a cure for epilepsy. Today, that conversation focuses on the benefits and drawbacks of CBG and marijuana. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Lovers. Oh, you're so welcome, Kelly. I'm pleased to be here. And I also want to thank you for your dedication and commitment to CURE as our CSO, the work that you do, and, and knowing your personal connection to this cause, I think it, it just sort of completes the circle, and, and we're all very appreciative of that. Well, I'm so pleased to be a part of the organization. Uh, I really have a passion for the mission, as does as does the staff. It's really an exciting place to be to make a difference for those who suffer with epilepsy. So I want to dive right in and start at a definition level because I think that in the the general conversation about medical marijuana and but there's a lot of different types of meds that sort of fall into that that larger umbrella um, from you know the very basic and most easily accessible hemp to the CBD oils to medical marijuana and you know what is the difference between all of these? Well there are a lot of differences frankly. Um, the medical marijuana and the marijuana that very familiar in our social setting are actually the same thing. It just depends on how it's used. But medical marijuana um, can be administered in a number of ways. Um, it, it can be inhaled, it can be um, delivered orally, but it's very different from CBD, which has become um, very obvious in the press. We, there's a lot of discussion about cannabidiol, which, which is referred to as CBD. Within medical marijuana and marijuana itself, there are many different active substances. The one that people are familiar with that causes that, that high is called THC. The one that is being explored for use for treating epilepsy is called CBD again. And these are very different substances. And so within a medical marijuana plant, these substances as well as others exist you can see how if a plant is maybe grown in a different environment, it might differ from plant to plant to plant. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of differences across the spectrum of what's available out there. You hear about some people who have used CBD to treat their seizures and that helps, but some people need marijuana with the THC to treat their seizures. Mm -hmm. So, um, is that just sort of the same as, you know, two different meds, even though, you know, prescription drugs, even though it's both coming from the same plant? Um, do we 
do we understand what it is, what the mechanism is with this particular plant that is helping to control the seizures? So those are very complex questions, and we'll try to break <laughs> it down. So, You're very good at that. <laughs> when you think about a marijuana plant, um, one analogy that I've heard that I thought was very effective for me was thinking about it, um, for an example, um, grapes that are used for wine. The grapes that are used to make wine differ between France and California. They might be the same grape, but because they're grown in different conditions, they actually might taste different. They might have different concentrations of, of substances within them that make them taste different. Okay. And that's the same thing for marijuana, where plants grown in different conditions differ and also plant species differ in terms of the amount of CBD or THC within them. So where somebody may have, a, uh, have uh, access to a product that has a high CBD level, it might work well for them. Somebody else might have access to a different type of, of marijuana plant um, or an extract from that plant that might have a different level of CBD in it and may not be as effective. That's one possible explanation for the differences that people see uh, after taking CBD and its effectiveness for epilepsy. But why does it work? Do That's we know that? also a great question. So as I mentioned, uh, marijuana itself has many different active compounds within it. THC, that compound that gives you the high, binds a certain, certain receptors in the brain called CBD1 and CBD2. So these receptors have been long studied to understand how THC has its effects to make people have that sense of feeling high. Interestingly, CBD, which we're using now to treat seizures, doesn't bind either of those receptors. Hmm. So there's been quite uh, an effort to try to understand how that compound influences activity within the brain. And there's been some studies that suggest that it binds to different kinds of receptors. And this will get kind of technical, but there are receptors called G-protein-coupled receptors, or GPRs. And there's one called GPR55 that they think is, is important. There are other types of, of receptors in the brain that probably are activated by the CBD. Okay. But we're still studying that, and that's why we need more research on this area. So it's a chemical reaction. It is a chemical reaction. Right. So... This is coming from a plant. It is organic in that way, but it is still inducing a chemical reaction just as a pharmaceutical drug. Good. Correct. So, um, which I think is really important for everyone to understand that there will be side effects just as you would have with a pharmaceutical drug. What are some right. of the side effects that someone might experience who's using uh, CBD or medical marijuana? Mm -hmm. Well, it's um, those side effects haven't actually been well studied at this point because medical marijuana um, and the various CBD oils have not been well studied for epilepsy. There is one product called Epidiolex that is now out on the market that has been studied in this way. Epidiolex has been studied in multiple clinical trials in specific populations of people with epilepsy, those that have Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, or LGS, and people who have Dravet syndrome. In these people, in these, these randomized controlled trials, uh, the, the side effects that have been identified include fatigue or sleepiness, um, nausea, um, vomiting, 
those are the most significant side effects that have been identified. I guess it, because it is considered a controlled substance mm -hmm. that the other research has not been able to be done. So hopefully we see some of that in the future. Um, because we do see success stories of, of this actually working to treat seizures, but I also think it's incredibly important that, because um, I, I, you know, I, I, you watch an episode of 60 Minutes or CNN and people are so excited about it and I think everyone, they want it to be a cure. Right. It's not a cure. Right. Correct. What are the realistic um, success rates? If someone going on it, what, what can they expect? And, and you know, I guess specifically for Epidiolex because that's the only one that we really have true research on at right. this point. So right. what, what are the success rates that someone could expect from that? That's a great question. So um, the success rates are lower than we would like. I'll be frank, I would love to see a cure. And as you've already said, this is not a cure. It is a treatment. The studies that have been done to date on people with LGS and Dravet syndrome demonstrate about 20% efficacy. And when you say efficacy, is that 20% are seizure-free or 20% see a reduction in seizures? 20% see a significant reduction in seizures. Okay. And some have seen seizure freedom, which is truly, truly exciting. The thing that's exciting about Epidiolex is that it is well-studied. I think there's been a lot of excitement about medical marijuana and CBD oils, but they haven't been well-studied. And for some people, they do work well. And you hear those success stories, but for many, they don't, and you don't hear that. So with these, these, the research and the clinical trials that have been done with Epidiolex, we really understand what the efficacy is in which populations and what the side effects are. And that's why the research in that way is so important. So we wanna chat for a minute specifically about Epidiolex and what it is and, and how, I guess for starters, how is it different from the CBD oil that anyone can order online? Mm -hmm. Well, um, like I already mentioned, uh, marijuana plants are all different. They're, they can be different. And it depends on what their growing conditions are um, and the plant itself. The thing about the plant that the Epidiolex is extracted from is that the company that makes it has, uh, has a very standardized approach to growing that plant and has a very standardized approach to extracting that active compound out of it. So it's all very standardized, and you can trust that from batch to batch, it's going to be the same. That's quite different from many of the CBD oils that are available online. Not to say that there isn't consistency, but you don't really know unless you have it tested, and I would recommend that anybody who is using CBD oil for their child get testing done on the compound. You can have that done, and given the importance of treating epilepsy, um, with appropriate levels of compound, I think it's important to get that testing. We tried CBD oil for Adelaide. Mm -hmm. um, we ordered it online. There were all of these different options. It's mixed with different kinds of oils and then there's different strengths and ratios. Right. And I had no idea what I should be ordering. And even if CBD is, is legally um, available in your state, the doctors as a part of these medical institutions are usually not permitted to help you with it. So you are dosaging this by yourself mm -hmm. using a guide online to try and figure out how much of this you should be giving and at what ratio. Um, 
it's, and now you're talking about getting it tested additionally to make sure that you understand the potency. It's complicated. It is it's complicated. It's really, really complicated. And there are drug-to-drug -drug interactions, which we experienced. Our daughter was on another drug, and it uh, it interacted with the CBD, and it affected her liver. And w we caught it early on, but could have potentially made her very sick. Right. It is a challenging road to walk down, and it's not just going online and ordering it and trying it. It's, it is, has been, prior to Epidiolex, much more complicated than that. Um, so how does Epidiolex change that? Well, it does give that option to physicians to work closely with the parents. And, and you are correct that many physicians um, have struggled. They really want the best for their patients. And they, they are willing to try a variety of things. Um, to help the patients, but they don't have the details on what's in that CBD oil that's ordered online either. It's hard to know what your starting dose is. It's hard to know how to monitor it over time. And because there's such variety uh, in the marketplace, that adds to the complexity. So Epidiolex gives parents as well as physicians the consistency that they need. They know what the starting dose should be because of the trials that have been done. They know what the escalation, the dose escalation should be if they need to do that to find the right dose. They know what the side effects are to watch for. For those um, other products that aren't as well tested, everybody's just left shrugging their shoulders and hoping for the best. And we know how desperate people are to reduce seizures in their kids. I know that as a family member, we would try just about anything, but we also don't want to negatively impact my sister and families mm -hmm. feel the same, obviously the same way. So having an FDA approved product helps the community overall. We need more, we need more options, we need more research to find those options, but this is one new treatment that gives people that option that we understand, we understand it well, and that's a benefit. Now, do you see in the future, you talk about you know multiple strains, multiple grapes, if you will, mm -hmm. different, different varietals. Um, will there be other forms of Epidiolex? Will there be that will hit the market of different plant types? Is that something that we can expect to see in the future? So maybe Epidiolex didn't work, but another strain of another plant could work for someone? I think when we break it down, it's really focusing around those compounds. And so CBD is the compound that's been effective in treating epilepsy. But there is another one, CBV, okay. that is, has also been tried, um, and I know that um, the manufacturers are trying to, to see where it may be useful. There may be other compounds within that marijuana plant that could be helpful, and that's where more research um, will provide benefit and hopefully more options for people. I know that you know there's still so much more research to be done. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned Lennox Gasto and Dravet to um, epilepsy disorders mm -hmm. that um, have been tested. Um, are there certain seizure types that seem to be better treated by using CBD or marijuana? That's a good question. The seizure types that's been studied the most is called a drop attack, where people actually do fall, mm -hmm. mostly because it's easy to monitor. We know when somebody has fallen. It's much harder to measure absence types of seizures. Different seizure types have different ability to be studied. So, and those 
those, that research hasn't been done yet. But I think uh, given the efficacy, at least on drop attacks, uh, it could be useful for other seizure types. Uh, there is a clinical trial that is wrapping up on, on uh, tuberous sclerosis complex uh, related epilepsy. So that may also give us more information. Minimal research is being done at this point on CBD. We've sort of jumped through the legal hurdles there, but where do we stand with THC? THC does not seem to be effective for treating epilepsy. Uh, there may be, again, other compounds within the marijuana plant but THC that, that are worthy of study, but THC itself doesn't seem to have that effect that we can really identify. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I feel like it all sort of gets lumped together. It and... does, it does. And that's where it's really important to share information about the different compounds that we're talking about, get familiar with those things, and get familiar with the different products that are available. Where would you love to see the research in this segment moving forward? Where would you like to see that research going? I would love to see more research on the different populations. We know that there are different syndromes that cause epilepsy. Uh, we, we've already talked about the studies for LGS and Dravet syndrome and, and uh, tuberous sclerosis that's, that's wrapping up. Um, but certainly studying it more broadly and more uh, different epilepsies, I think, would provide benefit to the community. Trying to understand more clearly the pathway that or pathways that are affected by the CBD, uh, because that may also be a rich area for study. If they're hitting, if that compound is hitting, I've already talked about the, the GPR um, receptor, uh, maybe hitting that, maybe hitting serotonin receptors, maybe hitting different pathways. And if we can resolve that, then we can focus efforts on these other pathways that may not have had significant research done as it relates to epilepsy. So that's an exciting avenue. So I want to clarify, you know, because Epidiolix has gone through the research and the testing that it has, it has been FDA approved. Is correct. that correct? That is correct. So, and that is why doctors are permitted to prescribe it. That's correct. That they have, a, they can write a prescription, they can have access, um, patients can have access. And what is it in particular about CBD that the medical institutions will not permit their doctors to work with it? You know, it probably varies from hospital to hospital and, and um, clinic to clinic, but to some degree, but certainly not understanding that drug that they're, they can't really prescribe it. And they can, they can suggest, some doctors will say, you can try this, but they can't guide in the treatment plan. I feel like it's, it's less so today, um, thanks to so much media coverage, but there still is a stigma mm -hmm. around um, medical marijuana and CBD. And to be clear, CB, you cannot get high from CBD. Correct. By administering CBD to your child, to yourself, there is no high because the THC is not there. Correct. So, um, and that's super important to note. But there's still stigma there. People still don't understand it, I guess. Why is that, do you think? I think because of the association with marijuana. And you know, legally, uh, we, there are federal regulations against marijuana. There's some, certain states have uh, allowed access to marijuana, but that's not across the US. And so, uh, and people are just trying to understand and digest all of this information and figure out where it's appropriate and um, to be talking about it. So that's why it's so important to talk about it, to help people understand where it can be medically approved and used 
to treat devastating disorders like epilepsy. Does Epidiolex help with that, getting that out into yes. the market? Yes. And having a drug like this out there, what does that do for a researcher? Mm -hmm. Well, for a long time, people have felt that marijuana or compounds within marijuana could be useful for epilepsy, because, but because marijuana has not been legally allowed and because it's a Schedule One um, category drug, uh, researchers didn't have access to it and couldn't get federal funding to do the research that was necessary. Now that Epidiolex has been approved by the FDA, it's, they've had to change the classification to allow researchers to uh, be able to study it a bit more. So that's, there's still going to be some access issues probably for researchers, but it does open the door for more research, again, with a compound that's understood. Do they see other uses for CBD for other disorders and diseases? Yes, it's certainly uh, being studied in other disease states um, and other um, syndromes or conditions. I know they're studying it for um, a variety of, of uh, indications like uh, um, autism. Um, there's interest in studying it for pain. There's a, there's a variety of, of research areas where it will be investigated. Now, I've also heard from other parents who have used it um, with their children um, that maybe they didn't see seizure control. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they didn't even see seizure reduction, but they're seeing improved cognition. Mm -hmm. um, why is that? Good question. That's why we need more research. Uh, because it may be hitting pathways that influence cognition. I've also heard from parents that they feel that their children feel less pain. So these are, these are, right now it is all anecdotal, it needs mm -hmm. to be studied, but there are potential upsides to the yeah. drug um, if it's not treating the epilepsy or in addition to treating the epilepsy. I mean, because that's, I mean, that's something that you hear so often about from, um, from different people is, you know, the, the epilepsy affects their memory or Absolutely. they feel like they're, you know, it's slowing them down. Yes. So even if it's to treat a side effect of the right. seizures, it right. can still be pretty exciting even if it's not treating the seizures themselves right. in every case. Right. And there may be cases where it's treating subclinical seizures that aren't obvious, mm -hmm. but that helps with reducing the overall seizure frequency mm -hmm. and improves cognition as well. It's exciting to have something within the epilepsy community that piques the interest of those outside mm -hmm. the community. Um, something that we can, you know, try and get that sort of mainstream coverage and to get the word epilepsy out into the world. Right. Um, and, you know, the excitement around CBD has certainly um, enabled that to happen. Um, I just always hope that it's tempered with the the reality of, of how much or how little um, you know, this drug can help. And at the end of the day, I think everyone within the epilepsy community is just so excited when another drug hits the market, right? Right. Another drug that maybe is going to be the miracle drug for themselves or for their family member. Right. And it just so happens that this one happens to have a little extra excitement around it outside the community as well. It's so exciting that, that CBD has been approved in the form of Epidiolex. And, um, the researchers who have been involved in that are just so excited that it is for epilepsy because it does raise awareness for epilepsy. And that's something that has been a challenge, is, continues to be a challenge for the community. 
Laura, thank you. It is always so nice to chat with you. You are a wealth of information and always so good at breaking it down for a, a non-science-minded uh, person like myself. So we appreciate everything that you do for Cure and Beyond um, and uh, most importantly for pushing the research forward. Yeah, my pleasure, Kelly. It is exciting to have something new uh, and available for our, our dear population, our uh, people, our loved ones with epilepsy. And I'm just excited to share it with you and everyone else. Yay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Lovers, for your insights into the benefits and drawbacks of CBD and marijuana for epilepsy patients. If you want to learn more, then watch our recent webinar on this topic at cureepilepsy.org backslash CBD. Finally, don't forget to visit and follow at Seizing Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Seizing Life Pod on Twitter. Thanks so much. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CURE. The information contained herein is provided for general information only and does not offer medical advice or recommendations. Individuals should not rely on this information as a substitute for consultations with qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with individual medical conditions and needs. CURE strongly recommends that care and treatment decisions related to epilepsy and any other medical condition be made in consultation with a patient's physician or other qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with the individual's specific health situation.